Welcome to Sup Babe. Welcome to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we have a very special episode for you. We are chatting how Black Lives Matter is really a woman's issue with one of my dear friends, Michelle. How are you? Sup, babe? That's what we should be saying when we bring people on. <laughs> How are you? Sup, babe? I'm Thank- doing well in yourself. I'm great. Thank you so much for coming on, Michelle. It's honestly, it's a treat for me to see you and be able to connect with you over Zoom. And I know you have so many inspiring things to say on this topic. Um, and it's, of course, still on the front of everybody's mind. So I will just give a little bit of background on you. And then I'm going to have you fill in any blanks I left out. Sound good? Yes, definitely. So Michelle's mother was a Lakers cheerleader and her dad was a criminal defense attorney. Okay, I I like starting out with that because I just found that really interesting that your mom is such a hottie. (laughs) Um, You're a hottie too, so that makes sense. But Michelle has held many amazing roles coming from these two very unique parents. She was the director of advocacy for the Washington Times. She was also a modeling executive, which is how we met many years ago. And then she opened opened her own modeling school and I love their motto. It's beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and that's totally something we believe in at Sup Babe. So I can't imagine a better person to speak to on these topics. And one thing that I found that was so interesting from just checking in with Michelle over Instagram lately with everything going on in our world is that Michelle really feels passionately about, you know, moving back into public service after everything that's happened in 2020, which I think is incredible. We need more smart, motivated people to help us right some of the wrongs of the world, right? (laughs) Yes, definitely. So Michelle, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Is there anything that I missed that you want to fill in the blanks on and then we can get into the meat of the convo? Yes. Well, for me, this all really started last year. You know, I had a calling, a spiritual awakening, if you were to say, uh, to go into politics. You know, it was just, it was on my heart. It was in my dreams. And it was something that I just could not get away from, you know. And for me, with I've really been motivated for the last 12 years. What I found a passion in is empowering women, you know. Yep. And so I took it as just like God letting me know that our time is near. You know, so, you know, and I think and, that and Michelle, would, I would pause there and say, too, that you have been, you've empowered me so much. So empowering you. women. I'm serious. That's why we're having this episode with you. Empowering women is, is one of your gifts from the universe, like 100 percent. And that's what I'm all about. So, you know, I can't wait till we have our VP because I really want to go from state to state across the country. I want to spend about three months just uniting the women. You know, it's our time to really put 
love into the world. It's our time. You know, we haven't had a woman in power in over 2000 years, if you can believe that, you know, well, we've had some queens in parts of Europe, but you're talking about the United States is the most powerful country in the world, you know? Right. So to have a woman having access to that power, you know, just says a lot in the sense that it really puts respect behind women. And it's, and it's unfortunate that in 2020, women are not as respected as we should be. You know, women are the ones, we're the ones that birthed the world. And yet, you know, we're second class citizens in so much part of the world, you know? So it's all about, you know, our time is now, you know, and once we- Do you want to laugh? (laughs) This is a funny sidebar. So my ex-boyfriend and I literally broke up because we used to argue all the time about how there's definitely still a pay gap between men and women, even in America, even in the same position. Like you can look at reports released by Google and Amazon, like it exists. And he would like act like that was not a thing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm psycho. Those are, yes, those are things I fight with my boyfriend about. Yes. No, women should be getting equal pay. Yes. Exactly. So, okay. I love that. And what I want to ask you first off to kick off this conversation, you touched on it a little bit, but what does it really mean to empower women? Like when you peel the onion back, like what does that mean, Michelle? And how do you do it? It's really getting away from patriarchy. Unfortunately, it's it's really brainwashed women into thinking that they're less than. Um, It's also made women very catty. You know, how many times Mm -hmm. have you tried to achieve something and women have tried to put you down? You know, unfortunately for women, we're more against each other than even men are against us. You know, there are more men in 2020 that are much more liberal minded, who have more open minds and will promote women. Look at Mark Cuban. He's got a woman running his whole organization, but have that woman. I love Mark Cuban. Yeah, I do too. But I guarantee you that same woman has other women that are talking bad about her. That same woman has other people judging her, telling her she can't, she shouldn't. Oh, if she had kids, everyone would be judging her. Oh, she shouldn't be working. She should be at home with her children, you know, and women are smart. You know, we have so much to offer society. And for so long, we've been told we've got to be home barefoot and and pregnant, you know, and I'm all about, you know, (laughs) no one wants to see a pregnant DJ. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but in all seriousness, what you're saying is very true. I actually gave a speech um, a couple of months ago on how unfortunately my own experience in the entertainment business had been a lot of men helping pull me up Mm -hmm. to the top and then of course a lot of men really overstepping their boundaries I've been assaulted we don't need to go into that that is not fun for a Monday but it's unfortunate but and maybe there's just a lot fewer women in the DJ business Mm -hmm. which is definitely the case by the numbers but a lot of men had mentored me had helped bring me up had sent me business and had helped me continue to grow within my career. And it's, you know, I think women don't mentor each other enough. Yes. And that's really what it's about. You know, I, I, I know we all kind of people, people get judgmental about the Kardashians, but what I like to bring them up is that is a group of women that support women. For and sure. here they are. I think in the next 10 years, I think they'll all be billionaires. They're not yet for the record. They're not Kelly yet. Jenner I know that the Forbes is not a billionaire. Forbes, let us know. <laughs> Forbes spilled the tea on that one. <laughs> oh Yeah. but what I love about that is they're just five women that support each other and every time one falls down they pick each other up you know 
And that's yep. really the key to success. You know, in it, you get a group. For sure. And how can you fucking hate that? No, like I said. You can't. Yeah. No, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you get a group of women together who support each other. They can ride it to the top and they can become extremely successful. You know, so I think that that's really what it's about. Just really empowering women. And really, I think that the, the feminist movement hurt us a little bit in the 70s because you had a lot of women who started to Stop, stop respecting themselves, you know? So empowering women is about also, you know, yeah, you can go out there and you can get the bag, but still, you know, you hold your crown. So don't lose respect for yourself because in the seventies, there were a lot of women who just started almost like prostituting themselves because they were trying to prove that they could be just like men. But we have to know that, you know, there are some aspects of men we don't want to be anything like, you know? So, right. So. Exactly. That certainly doesn't work for me. Yes. <laughs> so that's what empowering women is also about. It's about knowing who you are, knowing your worth, you know, knowing that you're a queen, knowing that you can have everything you want. We're all yes, we're all queens, you know? Yes, so For sure. That's totally a sup babe thing. Mm -hmm. Like we tell the whole squad that we treat each other with respect and dignity all the time. Yes. We support everything that everybody does. Cause that's what we're about. Yeah. It's about us all being queens and us uh, returning to the throne and wearing our crowns and, and being confident in who we are. And you're going to see that the men will start to align with us. So you're going to uh, get your king that's going to match with you when you have respect for yourself and you're out there getting it. I'm still looking for my king. <laughs> Can you guys let him know? I'm here. <laughs> I'm waiting. DM me. It's DJ Nicole Rosé. <laughs> Come find me. Um, no, but so that that's hilarious. I love that. And I really hope that you are right about that. And you've been right about a lot of things in my life. So I'm just going to trust you. you on this. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, sometimes we just need a little extra faith. But I think what you're really saying just to hit this home for our listeners is that you can be feminine and still be a boss yes. and those two things don't have to be separate ideas like and and that's something that I've spoken about too is I can still be my sexy flirty self because that's just kind of who I am I mean I don't know that I'm that sexy but I am flirty and awkward but like I can still wear my red lipstick wear my heels and still be about business and still rule when I need to and still you know get everything done and and when I need to hold people accountable I can do that in a womanly way we don't have to take up the manly association with all of those traits. Well, well not only that, I'll even go a step further because I love uh, Gina D who has a, a book called The Audacity to be Queen. She actually says it and I agree a hundred percent. Our power is our femininity. You've got to remember only yep. a woman can walk into a room and you know, everyone is staring at her, you know, like a man to do that would have to be like famous or something like that. Yeah, I mean, a woman you know, could literally still not happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like, you know, the, our power is our femininity. Our power is the fact that we receive and we can bring it in. You know, we are magic. You know, our power is more silent. Our power is intuitive. Our power is spiritual. You know, we're connected to the earth. We're connected to the universe, you know? Uh, so our power is, and like I said, queens have always been one to rule more with their femininity, to rule more with with less testosterone because that's what i'm saying our our control our our strength is our feminine and the feminine energy is supposed to be stronger than actually the testosterone the masculine energy yeah 
And you're, you know, it's funny, silence is my heart. That's my weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's probably also why I'm on a podcast right now. <laughs> but what you're saying is such incredible, amazing advice. And I, I definitely want to check out that book, Rex. So we're going to connect after this. And we can also drop it in the show notes for anybody listening. So I want to switch gears onto today's topic. You know, as a woman, I think you and I are both saying, Michelle, black, white, any other race, doesn't matter. We need to support each other. When women fight, it makes everything that we've built that much more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping that maybe you could take a step back for me and for our listeners and kind of explain the roots of how Black Lives Matter is really a woman's issue and we all need to support it. Well, it's because it's about diversity, you know, and it is about, you know, people being treated fairly. You know, obviously, I'm a Black mother. I have a son, so it's an issue for me personally, because obviously I want a world where I don't have to worry about my son if he goes to the store or if he gets pulled over by a police officer. But it's also a a much bigger call to action. The reason why you have, you know, um, you know, the the gay movement is getting involved. You have the trans movements involved. You have, you know, all the different other nationalities involved because it's about creating a world that is Masonic or a a Zion world. It's a world where people uh, have more equality and fair chances. And as Women, believe it or not, we're at the bottom. You know, we had a black male president before we had a woman president. Okay. So, you know, that issue is even stronger for us because we are oppressed the most. Women are more oppressed all around the world than, than men are, you know? So if in ways we don't even realize in ways we don't even realize like what you were saying before men tricking women into being catty and you know it it is like a societal thing if you see women tearing each other down all the time then you think that is the way people behave and that gets propagated right it's a vicious cycle if that makes sense yeah no of course so I have a question too. I think you've seen a couple of people bring attention to Breonna Taylor, her experience getting, you know, less attention from the media. Yeah. Why do we think that is? I don't understand. Like what happened to her is, mm-hmm. is complete, utter craziness. Yes. But then, then again, you know, we're talking about a, a female, a black woman, you know, so unfortunately, you know, it could be a thing where she's being more ignored because she is a woman as opposed to these two men. It could also be a thing to where she's in a state or in a city that the Mm -hmm. cops have a lot more control. You know, look at what happened in Minnesota and how hard we had to fight to even get those guys arrested. And that was on videotape. Everything else was on videotape. Unfortunately for her, it wasn't on videotape. So I think that, you know, we live in a world where power of things being actually on tape is a lot stronger than even there's all the evidence in the world, but at the end of the day, right. that's still hearsay, you know, because the cops can lie, you know, but if it's on videotape, there's no way anyone can manipulate the situation. For sure. That's a really good point too. And I think probably now more than ever, our distrust of media is pretty high, mm-hmm. right? So I think that videotape for George Floyd is probably what brought his case to the forefront and Definitely. maybe less that Breonna's a woman and just that there wasn't a viral video that everyone could literally have an emotional response to, right? Exactly. That emotional response has has called people into their own personal awakening. Yes, because you even had the, the guy, Richard, 
the police officer that killed him got maxed everything as far as the charges against him. And again, that was because there were video. And there's actually some evidence in that video that could have even warranted him being shot, you know? But having video showed the fact that there was a way to de-escalate this and the cops allowed it to get out of control. It should have never, I mean, the man was sleeping in his car, you know? He was sleeping in his car trying to recuperate from, you know, a, a night out or drinking, you know, so, right. you know, a, a, an average citizen probably could have, you know, handled that better than what the cops did. So that's the reason why the, the charges are as extreme against that, that cop who may end up beating that case. But the main thing is, is that, you know, it was, it was the fact of the matter is, is that, that, that shouldn't have gone to, to him being killed and he was just sleeping in his car, you know? And that's what our, our police officers, just in general, because I love cops, but we do need to work on a way of, of making them more peace officers and not having it to where it's executed because too many of them are trained to kill, you know, which is unfortunate. You know, we've got to put humanity back in society. And it saddens me to see so many people like your Candace Owens that are like, you know, justified. <laughs> you know, she's like... <laughs> that was, okay... I don't want to give her like an even even a minute of fame on this podcast, but after you mentioned her, I looked up her Twitter and yes. whoa, I mean, whew, uh, every minority in the world should be angry yes. at her, I guess. I, as she's uh, she's living in a different world, I think, than the rest of us. But I think it's just it's just barbaric, and people don't understand that. You know, you don't people don't understand that they're cheering on murder. They're like, you know, no, we're trying to get to a place where we're more where we're more humane than that. And I think that that's what's wonderful about this Generation Z, about yep. the millennials. We're operating from a human standpoint, a humanity standpoint, a society. You know, getting past the barbarianism that's been going on for centuries. You know, we shouldn't be cheering on murder for anyone you know so even if there even if there was self-defense if it was self-defense we should be we should still be sad okay yep. you had to do what you had to do but you shouldn't be like yeah yeah no. you know, <laughs> totally agree you should not be excited that sounds like a horrific experience that you would literally need to go to therapy for Yes, yeah. yes, but we have mental health issues in this country. That's what's really the issue is that we have some serious mental health issues. You know, we think of it as just the people that are homeless on the street. No, I mean, mental health in this country is so strong. And I think what's really being exposed in out of everything is mental health. And to me, I honestly believe mental health is a spiritual battle. You know, I think that the homeless... I Wait, pause. We've got to hit on that. Yeah. I have to tell you something. I think you are so right there. Michelle said mental health is a spiritual battle. 100%. I think that is something to definitely hit home. I'll let you keep talking about that. But I think everybody needs to hear that because they might find some solace in that. Yeah, mental health is 100% a, a, a spiritual battle. And I think in this country, we handle it because of, you know, the drugs, uh, drug administration, things like that. They make so much money off of just sending us to psych psychiatrists that just give us drugs and a lot of them sometimes antidepressants that cause people to be more depressed, you know, whereas it's a spiritual right. battle. You know, I'm a big person that believes that clergy and whether it's a rabbi, a Buddhist monk or a priest should really be handling a lot of the people that are on the streets and things like that. I mean, because you can literally see it. I mean, I can sometimes watch people talking to themselves and things like that. I can see God and the devil fighting within that person, you know, that's, or you can even tell that somebody's sick. Yeah. You know, so why are you treating them like a criminal? They're sick They're when, yes. when, you know, if somebody's mentally ill and they murder somebody, 
you know, quote unquote, unknowingly, essentially they won't get charged with a felony murder. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the way the law works. So the law at the highest level understands mental health a little bit more than at the lower level, at the police level. So I don't understand why there's such a discrepancy between that. Yes. No, you're exactly right. It's it's definitely something that people need to understand that, that people are sick, but a lot of people are sick in society. I mean, like I said, we have, right now we have people who are literally preying on people's fears, you know, and I, I said that in my one up, one right. thing about, you know, people being racist, you know, because I, I know African-Americans that are racist, you know, I know um, people that are, that are, that are just afraid, you know, and that fear in itself is spiritual because that, that is what I believe is the devil. You know, I believe that it's the negative thoughts that come into your head and it's you thinking that, oh, if this person wins, that means I'm not going to win. You know, life is really a journey between you and, and the God within you, you know, and then it's you attaching the God within you to the universal God, because I believe that everyone is here on this earth for a reason. You know, you've got natural talents, you've got natural abilities, you've got to really hone into what your purpose is. And if you go your whole entire life looking out and, and trying to judge the next person, you'll never find out what your purpose was in this life, because everyone has a purpose. That's a really good point. So, so what you're saying essentially is to be more in touch with your own purpose. You really need to look inward and whether that's, you know, some people call yes. that inner guidance, right? Some people call mm-hmm. it spirit. Some people call it yes. God. Some people yes. call it Jesus. You know, every it could be different exactly. for every person. I'm spiritual, but not super religious. So basically looking inward and taking that time to pause and listen will help you find more about your true inner purpose. Exactly. And women, like I said, we're so much even more connected because if, uh, you should. this book is amazing, but we're receivers. So we really have that intuition, meaning that, you know, that's why I said silence is golden. Because when if you just take 15, 20 minutes out of your day and you're silent to either meditate or to take a walk, you'll hear God speaking to you. I mean, that's what we're, we're the vessels for that voice, you know? So that, that energy will come to you, what you should be doing, what you won't be doing. You may even become psychic, you know, you where God will tell you, oh, look out, this is about to come. <laughs> you know, that, that's what happened to me last year. You know, God was like, I need you to go and pause this. I didn't know what was going on or what was going to happen. I didn't know this year was going to be, you know, crazy. But, you know, I just trusted that voice. You know, why would I be in a modeling industry and God's telling me to pick up and I I wouldn't, it's not something I was even thinking about doing, you know? You know what's funny? At first I was like, wow, that's interesting. But I actually really see the connection between you being a modeling exec and building women up and empowering them and bringing that into politics because that's what we need. We need somebody to unite people. Why not it be a black woman? Yes. It should be. You know, I think... I think that is a much more uniting force because you'll just intrinsically have more trust from all women because they they'll know that you'll be able to understand their individual experience more. Yes. Because being a woman I guess is sort of being a minority, but being a white woman, eh You know, I mean, I don't want to say that I face as many difficult issues in life as somebody who's, I guess, more of a minority, right? Because being Black and female is like doubly being a minority. 
Yes. But the thing about it, because especially I was raised around mostly white people and my stepmother is white. So I understand so much of everyone's everyone's struggle. You know, the white woman has just as many struggles, but she has a different type of struggle. You know, I always talk about the white models. The white models have so much pressure on them to be Barbie. You know, I I, I deal with more white models that have self-esteem issues that are doing drugs and all kinds of stuff than even my black models or my Latino models, because my black model or my Latino model, she can have butts or she can have hips or she can be a little curvy. But like I said, in the white modeling world, they they have to be perfect. Like in it, it, and it's so much stress on them to look like Barbie, you know? So it's everyone's got their own ish that they deal with, you know, even within the white community, you have the blonde hair, blue eye, you know, to where some of my brunettes, you know, go through self-esteem issues because they didn't get the part that this blonde got or something to that nature, you know? So it's really about, you know, beauty comes in all shades and sizes because we're all beautiful. God, you know, created us all to be different, you know, and it's really getting rid of that, that stereotype, which has really been a very Scandinavian type of feature or look, you know, for a very long time, you know, so we're starting to really open up our minds and we're starting to, you know, really appreciate diversity. And for me at the forefront of all this is that, you know, I have friends of all different nationalities. I really, you know, I am a black woman and I'm a competent black woman. So I I can see it from everybody's, everybody's viewpoint. And I just want to focus on uniting everyone and letting everyone know that everyone has their own issues. Because sometimes we as black women, we don't think that the white woman has her issues, you know, and I've seen firsthand that the white woman has her own issues, you know, so I got a lot of issues. I got enough issues for you and me both, babe. (laughs) But I'm saying everyone has their own issues, especially even also in the white culture too. You have, depending on the culture, the the dominant male is, is a little bit, is it it could be a little bit more so in the sense that there could be more submissiveness, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, you you know, black women, you know, we could be very, you know, aggressive, you know? So the main thing is, is that, you know, you have all these different cultural, and I call them cultural because you have, um, you know, Latino women have their, their own thing. Asian women have their own thing, but this is our year. This year is about empowering women. You know, it's about women of all shapes, colors, and sizes coming together and returning to the throne is what I call it because I, I think love that we, we haven't had a, I think Queen Elizabeth II was the last person in power and that was about what 400 years ago I love that and I was gonna say too one thing I've noticed in my career as I've you know had a lot of different experiences different partners kind of you know, slowly worked my way up the ladder. Women tend to have this ideology that the pie is only a finite amount. The pie is yeah. only this big. So you better get your slice. And you, that if that means you got to cut somebody else, you got to cut them because you got to mm-hmm. get yours. And with men, I don't think you see that as much. I think they think, okay, we'll just work together and make more, you know, because they're there is an infinite amount of success and money and fame and whatever it is that you're seeking for everybody. I firmly believe that for all of us, but I think sometimes society um, and women get wrapped up into the story. Maybe that society tells us about there being a finite amount for women. Does that make sense? No, it it completely makes sense. We call it crabs in a barrel. It's the same thing in the African-American community. It's because you've had, you know, the white male has dominated so much. So he knows that, you know, it it, is, he knows the truth. The truth is the more everyone's productive, the more opportunities there are for everybody, the more money there is for everyone, you know? Exactly. 
uh, however, since since there's been so many of him in power and very few women in power and very few uh, minorities in power, because there's been very few of us, we think that there are very few opportunities, you know, and because we feel there's very few opportunities for us, we do create crabs and barrel where we pull each other down because we're like, oh, well, there's only one woman there. So that means there's only one opportunity. That means only one can get there, even though there'll be like 90, you know, Caucasian males. And if there's just one woman there, then we think that just only one woman can get there, you know, but that's not the truth. Totally. That's, mm-hmm. that's such an amazing point that you're making. I think this is just... This is a really interesting conversation. Michelle, we got to start closing out here soon, yes. but I think we should definitely come back to this because oh. you're saying things that are giving me chills. So I'm sure that some <laughs> of the Sub Babe Squad is totally resonating with this. Um, but I wanted to ask you, lastly, have you started to watch Miss America at all? Because it chronicles Shirley Chisholm's run for presidency back in 1972. I know we touched on that a little bit in the beginning of the episode. Have you seen it? I, I've seen the clips of it, or, or I've seen about half an episode, actually, but okay. I, I have not been watching it like I have, and I'm a big fan of Shirley Chisholm, you know, and um, I'm excited. Like I said, I've just got a, a really, really strong calling for me, you know, and uh, so I'm just getting involved, and I'm getting my community together. You know, fortunately for me with my business, I did do business in 50 states, so I know That's people amazing. in every single state, yeah. And uh, I've also done business internationally. You know, I've done business in in Australia. I've done business in Europe. I've done you know uh, fashion shows in Paris, London, and Milan. So I'm I'm super excited because I know that I have the pool to go after this from the bottom to the top across the nation. So you know, we'll see where the next you know few years bring me. But I know that I, I have that pool, and I think it's our time in the sense that I think it's the millennials, and I think it's generation Z's time. I mean, you know, we've got so many people that are these baby boomers and things like that that are in society and they're just detached, you know, some of them don't even yeah. know how to use their cell phones, you know? For so, sure. And, I, and um, I would say too quickly there, we don't mean to say that all mental health can be cured with spirituality, just to touch no, on no, that. No. Of course, we understand that there are many issues, both my parents being brain doctors, where mm-hmm. you know people actually have a chemical imbalance and they require medicine, and that is yes, absolutely yes. lovely. They should take medicine and get therapy, and I'm a firm believer that we all need therapy. So. Everybody needs therapy. No, no, We're no. We're all I'm, fucking I, nuts. <laughs> I, I think everybody needs therapy, and I think that mental health is something across the board, but I'm saying I do think that it's a, a spiritual battle, but I do think I, I definitely think that some people need drugs I think that some people and I'm glad you you said that I think therapy yep. is something that everybody needs somebody to speak to and to hash out their their problems without having judgment you know exactly I think judgment is something that is plaguing our society right now and yes. hopefully we lose some of that as we move deeper into 2020 um so yes. Michelle we're gonna have to continue this conversation this was so great thank you so much for joining us today thank I love you. what you stand for and I'm sure that some of the other ladies listening will really enjoy your message um if you <laughs> Loved what you heard today, guys. Please hit subscribe. You know the drill. Um, you can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. And Michelle, what's your Instagram? Uh, mine is B Michelle Lyons. So it's B E Michelle 
Lyons, spelled L-Y-O-N-S. So that's for my fearlessness. <laughs> that, perfect. Yeah. We love that. I saw, I saw that show, Empire. Um, yes. If you haven't watched that, that's a good one. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So we hope we've brightened your day, but that's all for now. So don't forget to tune in Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO. Thank you.